0: Square, whatever it is, and check this intro out. Watch this. Bro, what'd you think of that? I like it. (laughs) It's different, man. Uh, Jules, big shout out to Jules, uh, You know the co-host too here on the podcast, which ain't been around in a while. Jules has got a full-time job, works seven days a week at the hospital, but I absolutely miss him to death. I do. Uh, But yeah, he made that. He showed it to me and I was like, bro, that is absolutely amazing. So he actually uploaded it to uh, StreamYard for me. I have no idea how to do that because I'm not that computer smart, but yes. But anyway, enough about that. Today, welcome to Pin Gas. Uh, I have my good friend Jim Whitman back on, uh, Vet 2 track. It's always an honor to sit down. We actually met in Jersey. Um, I hit him up on Facebook. He said he was there. Finally got to meet him. He gave me this awesome t shirt. So, if anybody out there that's listening to this, so that's going to listen to that, it, any veterans out there, uh, please get in contact with them. Uh, absolutely lovely people. And if you have any issues at all, get in t- contact with me. I'll put you direct. Uh, in touch with, with Jim and and, and, yes, and get brilliant. you sorted. Yeah, absolutely. But listen again, Jim, absolute honor. Right. And, and, and uh, so what's been going on, bro. How you been since the last time?
1: Been all right. It's just been, you know, trying to get through the winter months like all of us, you know, and um, do a little traveling for work. Um trying to get some more funding for this year. Um, <clears throat> been getting the, the plans together on how we're going to do every one of the events and so on. So yeah, just a typical winter, I know. nothing too exciting.
0: Right. It, it, it's always, uh, a lot of people don't realize how much work goes behind the scenes just to make these events happen. Right. They just, they just see an event pop up and they go, but nobody ever thinks about, uh, The hours put in, the the communications, the emails, the phone calls, the video chats. It's uh, it's same thing with the podcast. You know, people, people always assume that it's 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 easy. I guess because you make it look easy. But I'm like, it's it's uh, you just
1: pop in just before just before it starts, and just and just do your thing, and then you forget about it till next time, right?
0: Yeah, it's but everything that goes on back, you know, it's
1: absolutely.
0: it's a lot to it, but just like you, I love what I do. You love what you do, and what yep. you do is absolutely amazing for, for the veterans. It's uh, and I said this last time. I'm so proud of you for what you have done and what you accomplished, and I'm sure all the vets are too, right? Um, so yeah, it's uh, we need more people like you in in this world that uh, want to reach out and help people out in, in ways that. People talk about doing it, but they don't ever step up to a plate to do it right. And, right, bro, absolutely love it. You're killing it, dude. Well, thank you. Absolutely. You're, you're very welcome, man. Very welcome. Jim, dude, it's so good to see your face again, bro. I, I love it, dude. Yes, absolutely. You're a beautiful man, too, by the way, just to let you know. Um, well, thank like, you. Yeah. You're, you're very welcome. I love that smile. Look at that smile, everybody. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so last year. Uh, well, last year, yeah, I did have you on. Um, we talked about you know how you got in the whole vet to trek and how that started. So, why don't you tell me how actually last year went with the whole program?
1: Uh, last year went pretty well. Um, we had a few veterans that canceled kind of last minute, which kind of you know hurt us a bit, but um, most of the events went pretty well. Um, all the veterans that did participate had an amazing time. They, they had a great experience and I still stay in contact with the majority of them. So it's, it's pretty awesome.
0: Oh yeah. It's, 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 uh, it, it when you do that and you reach out to people, cause I, I know I, it, 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 the love and support I get when somebody comments and I personally reach out to them on messenger or, or just call them right out of the blue, it's, it's, uh, you don't realize how how you touch people and and how you oh, affect their lives, right? Like I, I have no idea. I still don't know, right? It's it's. But when I do, and I get so much love and feedback and the energy I feel from everybody, it's it's uh, it's hard to describe and really put into words the satisfaction and the, uh, you know, I, I don't say this very much, but I need to start saying this. Is I'm proud of myself, right? I, it, and and I know you're, you're you're proud of yourself too. It's it's uh, you it should be. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's it's just uh, it gets overwhelming sometimes with emotion. And that's why sometimes when I talk about it, I really don't know what to say, because it's just uh, it's like that lump right here in my throat. Right. And I don't want to, you know, shed happy tears in front of everybody, which I don't mind because uh, I've never been afraid of that. It's just uh, how do you put that into words? Right. That's why I always say it's just mega because it's the yeah. best thing ever. It's uh, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and on that line of thought, you know, earlier. Well, what was it last month? I put out a, a challenge on the website and on Facebook. Um, you know, you see all these things, you know, do 22 push-ups a day to support veterans. Well, that's cool because it, you know, brings awareness, but it doesn't actually do anything. It doesn't actually make anything better. So yeah. I put it out there for everybody to call 22 vets in the month of February. Just call 22. And sometimes just that phone call means the world to somebody because maybe they've been sitting home alone for the last four or five days and they're just in a pit and getting a phone call from another human being allows you to connect when you weren't going to connect with anybody. Yeah. And I know a few of the phone calls that I made, you know, you could just hear a difference in their voice from the beginning to the end, you know, it's like hey what's up man and then at the end of the call they're all you know hyped and and so on so sometimes just a hu- little human connection helps so hey. everybody out there watching um not just veterans just reach out to somebody try and do it once a day you know text is cool but reach out over the phone hey Chris how you doing man yeah no. going on you know, just reach out. Make that. Make sure that they know that that line of communication is open. Because some people feel like they don't have anybody to talk to.
0: I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't feel like they that they don't really have any. And you're right, absolutely. absolutely. So yeah, t- dude, listen, that's a great challenge. We'll, let's do a challenge. I challenge everybody once a day, man. Pick up your phone. However many contacts you're in there, just. Pick a random one, call them and say, "Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Let's no. get together or, or whatever." Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and and if anybody's out there that that wants to reach out to vets, um, I know a couple that I could put you in contact with. They would love to hear from you, even though they don't know you, right? You could just tell them I sent you to talk or whatever, it, or or you can get in touch touch with Jim on that too. It's absolutely,
1: uh, absolutely.
0: That's one thing that that gives me really satisfaction is just reaching out to somebody, you know, and, and saying, Hey, how you doing? How's your day been? You know, what's your plans to eat tonight? What movies you've been watching? You know, all, all that good stuff to go. A real genuine conversation.
1: You um, know, it, it's something very simple to do. Yeah, it, it know, is, dude. But it can be so meaningful to people that need it.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's, it's, And listen, me and Jim know how it is. Life happens day to day. It goes by. Sometimes you forget, you know, but just do your best anyway to just have it back there in the back of your mind. Write you a little sticky note or or whatever. Um, It don't have to be once a day, but just make it happen. for sure you you will you don't realize the effect you have on somebody's life on that day right or what they're mentally going through and when you do that you completely just like what jim said you completely changed their whole day shoot maybe even that whole month around because of that one simple phone call that one simple conversation you know um, and
1: some, and sometimes it helps you even more than you even thought it would I, I,
0: bro I, I was getting ready to say that yeah you hit it right nail on the head on that because uh yeah, man, it does. It really does. It's uh, man, the mental side of of life sometimes is just absolutely uh insane, and it's hard to deal with, right? No matter what you're going through, you, yep. it, it, it's good to know you have somebody in, in your corner, right? Yep. Um, and yeah, I tell this to everybody. Go, go ahead, Jim. Sorry.
1: That's one of the reasons why I tell people to reach out in a phone call. Yeah, because we get bombarded every day with Facebook Messenger, emails. All day long. And we rarely take phone calls anymore. We rarely make phone calls anymore. But there's there's something that's much more human about that than there is a text message. You know, you may you may end up going to a text message after the phone call, but make the initial call because it matters. It truly matters.
0: Just to hear somebody's voice, right? It's, it's like soothing to the soul almost right it's it's like uh
1: whatever you, know, you go in, yeah in knowing that somebody actually thought about you because i know for a lot of vets and i've done it myself you know you're you're sitting there you're spinning into nowhere land and you think you know what no one gives a shit about me nobody'd even miss me if i was gone and then you get a phone call and it's like wow somebody was actually thinking about me and yeah, it may seem like a tiny little thing but sometimes that is so big for so many people
0: yeah it's it's uh i know how i feel when people reach out to me right and and just call me out the blue and i'm like man who is this right and then i pick up the phone like hey what's going on they're like oh i'm blah 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 and i'm like oh hey man what's going on you know it's like that unexpected phone call that that real human interaction you're right it's easy to pick up the phone and text it's easy to facebook message you know social media is such a double-edged sword right um it's good but it's also bad it makes us uh i think it takes away from the our human side of of things right that that human interaction even though i reach out to you on messenger it's not the same as as a voice call or hey man let's get together and, and, and sit down and go grab a bite to eat for lunch you know that 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 human interaction is everything it's just like i tell people man like uh when I take my shoes off and I walk outside in the grass barefoot, I feel connected to the earth. Right. But well, when yeah. I have my shoes on and I'm walking around, I don't feel as connected to the earth. Right. It's it's almost th- the same thing. So when I have my shoes on, I, I see it as Facebook message or text message versus I take my shoes off and I step on the grass barefoot or the beach or wherever it is. Right. You you feel that whole connection with everything um, yeah. and it makes you want to do it even more. Right. Because you realize how much you missed it because uh, we're just so used to, you know, blindly walking around uh, uh, doing this, you know, especially in my line of work and, and in Jim's a lot of work. And I'm sure probably most of you guys too. social media is very important um, side of it. Um, and I found it difficult, Jim, there for a while to juggle the whole family life, podcast social media you know because everything just spirals out of control it's like this rabbit hole you go down and it's 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 fun but you got to have that balance right and once you find that good balance everything's not as hectic I, i would say right um but that's one thing i really enjoy is reaching out to even the guests that I previously had on, you know, I'll shoot them a text. Hey, man, can you chat for a few minutes? Even even my friends over there in the UK. Matter of fact, I just got off the phone uh, with a buddy of mine this morning and was uh, on Facebook Messenger w- w- with Helen. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. She, I met her at Cadwell Park. She works in the media center. And, yeah, it's I really enjoy uh, hearing from everybody, you know, in the awesome. voice. It's absolutely. And, I, I, dude, I love their accent. I could listen to them talk all day long, dude. I love it, man. It's good stuff, man. Absolutely. So, uh, let's see. We we, we, we kind of went away, but, dude, it's it's completely okay. Uh, that's the thing about podcasts, man. We just go all over the place, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, dude, you killed it last year in, in 2023 with the whole Vet 2 track. Um, what do you have in motion in 2024 this year?
1: So, we were going to try and do Daytona. Um, We didn't have any vets that we're going to put on just because that's a very unique race, you know, and they have very specific pit crew people that they use and all that. So we weren't going to do any of that. But I was going to go down as a vendor just to get the word out there, try and get some donations and whatever. But just didn't have the funding to pull it off. So I'll be sitting it out this year and watching on TV. Um, But we are going to be at Road Atlanta. We'll be at Barber. Our intent is to do every round. Um, That's all gonna depend on funding. Um, We had one of our sponsors that has helped us for several years has pulled out. So um, just because of financial issues on their end. So that's gonna gonna take a little bit of a hit. So um, if anybody feels the need to donate, please go to the vet track website, vet2track.org, and click on the donate link. We truly appreciate every penny that gets donated, and it all goes to the charity, not to me. I don't make a penny off this. Um, so we may not do the West Coast run, but I'm looking at some alternate ways to do that. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's,
1: I'm really uh, excited about it.
0: Uh, dude absolutely excited about 2024 vet two track I, I think that uh and people don't realize how expensive it is right it's 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 this is what one thing that my my uk friends over, over there man they had the advantage as far as the country's not big so it's basically a six hour drive right a, a corner to corner so all the tracks are basically two three hours away maybe at the most we're here you know, I'm in Virginia, so dude, if I drove to Texas or freaking California, it's gonna take me three days and thousands of dollars just to get there, right? And it's uh yeah, it's just it's so spread out. But
1: hey, we're yeah, here. And I'm towing I'm a 43 foot trailer when I go out to California or Washington, you know, well, any of the events, you know, and I get nine to ten miles a gallon, you know, so. Even the the closer events are three to four thousand dollars, you know, and that's a minimum.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, people
1: that, don't realize what it actually costs to do a lot of these things that we do, you know. And there's there's groups like the Wounded Warrior Project; they spend more on a lunch than we spend on an event for four days.
0: That's. Yeah. I, it's a, uh, it's a lot of money, man. It really is. You know, e- even, even where you're at and I'm at just to go to Florida, you know, I mean, it's, it's not so bad. It's like 10 hour drive, but still you got to drive, you got the hotel, you got everything. I mean, it's $2,500 trip, right? Uh, yeah. For me. Um, and
1: For me it's um, 18 hours. So not only do I have to worry about the financial part, but I still work full-time job. So I only have so many PTO days a year. And literally all my PTO days go to the charity.
0: Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's absolutely amazing because you love it. And it's a passion. Same same thing with me. I don't get but a certain amount right now. I I do it all going to the races and interacting and yeah, doing what I love to do. It's, it's, it's worth it. Right. Um, Yeah, there's. There's so much involved and so much that goes along with it, but it's at the end of the day, it's absolutely worth it, right? You change one person's lives. see that one frown turn upside down into a smile, and get hugs, and you feel the, the 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 not so much the negative energy, uh, but when people are down, it's it's to me, it's it's because I'm a big energy feeling guy, right? So it's it's not negative energy, but it's like stagnant, almost dead energy, if that makes sense, right? Um,
1: just it's like a level of despair. Yeah, you know, where you just don't, you, you become numb. You don't care, you know. Yeah, it's like the energy stops.
0: Yeah, you know, at, at a couple of the vets that I talked to, they uh, the hardest thing for them, well, I, I don't want to say that, but one thing that I picked out, um, that I picked up on, is that it's hard for them to, um, how do I want to word this, uh, have any <laughs> human feeling connection if that makes right. sense right and it's it's like all that's just gone like they just no. it's whatever right you could
1: no. it's, so especially, it's, especially if you have a family when you go overseas like i had three kids you know a wife and i went overseas um if you think about them while you're on a mission you know when you're doing things that can be a detriment. So you learn to put those feelings away so that they don't map. And when you come home, it's really hard to dig those back out of, the, out of the war chest, so to speak. And a lot of people don't understand that part of it. And when you talk to people, a lot of people are like, yeah, just get over it, whatever. And there's parts of it that are with you forever. You don't get rid of them. You learn to deal with them, but they're still there. Every
0: day. Uh, listen, a hundred percent.
1: I've been home for 12 years and there are times I wake up and I think I'm still over there. So it, it doesn't just go away.
0: So let me ask you this. And in saying that Jim, what's, what's the best ways besides motorcycles that you actually made you feel better and uh, help you? Besides bikes, um, for advice for anybody else that that's listening,
1: find somebody that you can talk to. Be that another veteran, somebody who has a like mindset to you. Um, but keep your mind active. Don't allow yourself to just focus on where you're at. You know, I, I always tell people there's a reason that the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror. Because what matters is up front. You can't do shit about what's in that rearview mirror, mm. you know. So, focusing forward instead of where you're at makes a lot more sense, and it, it helps you to have a little bit of hope.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I say the same thing. You know, one of my favorite sayings I've been saying a lot uh, here lately is is nobody's a stranger we're just friends that haven't met yet right yep. um and to me that's deep it's like wow i heard that and immediately i was like dude that is so awesome what a great saying right it's it's uh and that speaks a lot about humanity right it's, it's like dude i can go all the way across the world you know even you jim and you just you go walking down the street maybe stop at a food vendor and get something to eat and run into somebody and you just immediately have this connection and you're and you're thinking to yourself like, how can I have this connection with this guy i have never met or this girl I'd never met and talked to before, right? Um, and that goes to saying, right, we're, we're not strangers, we're just friends that haven't met yet. Um, yeah. and it's absolutely amazing to be able to do that, right? And then who knows what comes of it, you know? Um, it's it's weird, man. You know, I I, I struggle a lot with with uh. The mental side of things. I mean, I'm sure everybody does, right? We're not perfect. We're only human beings. Yeah. Um, and motorcycles to me, and I've said this before, absolutely is the best thing that's ever happened, but I can't always be on my motorcycle. I can't always For be sure. watching road racing, you know. For so, sure. how do how do I deal with that uh away from all that when I know that all I gotta do when I'm feeling a certain type of way is throw my leg over a bike or go out there and turn some wrenches or fire it up or whatever, right? I can't always do that. So uh if I don't podcast right that helps me out tremendously reaching out to the guests and talking but away from all that again i can't do it all the time it's uh my son and my wife for sure uh my dogs um but i look at myself in the mirror and i've said this a lot lately and i tell myself that i love myself um and that i'm proud of myself and um no matter what trials and tribulations that i run into i got a great support system i got people that you know love and care about me and uh and it's hard when you get in that mental state of mind to come out of it. You know, you just got yeah. to you got to self work on yourself and also like to do breathing and, and kind of like a form of meditation. Right. Just be quiet. Maybe put on a little Frank Sinatra uh, and just and just close my eyes and and try to think of all the happy things and all the happy places and 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 stuff yeah. like that. Um, but it's difficult, especially when you're when you get in that certain. Uh, it's like when you open the door and you start going down a rabbit hole and all of a sudden at the bottom of the floor just drops out unexpectedly and you're just like, oh, shit, man. Like this is, you know, and then that's all you can think about, right? I try to – man, it's hard, dude, not to think about it. But it's always, like you said, it's always in the back of your head somewhere. It's always – it's okay. once, it's like, once hey.
1: You're in, once you're in that situation, sometimes it's really hard to look outside because you're completely surrounded by it, and the the focus of everything is where you are right this minute, and, you know, one of the things that a lot of our veterans have learned from being on teams is that that racer can't do anything without the team, how important that team is, and when a lot of us come home, we don't have that team anymore. We had a great team while we were overseas, but we come home, we don't have a team anymore. So we all need to assemble our team so that we have those people that we need in our lives. And they're important.
0: Absolutely are important. It's uh, if I didn't have the support system I had, I mean, I don't think I'd be where I am for sure. 110%. Right. Um, and everybody that's reached out to me along the way, man, it, it makes such a difference. People don't realize what a difference it makes and, and helps you. It's, it's, uh, it's very tough. And everybody that, 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 that's listening, you know, if, if any, any time of the day you, you ever want to talk, I don't care if it's three o'clock my time, it's, you know, 7.00 PM your time, man, call me because I will answer the phone and I will talk to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, so I'm here for you. Jim's here for you. So anybody that's listening now or or that's going to listen to this, yeah, feel free. Reach out. Call me. Uh, I'll post my personal phone number. I, I, I don't care. I, I will talk to everybody. I think it's very important for us as a, a human race um, to come together in ways that we hadn't come together in a long time, you know? We need that. We we really do. And listen, Jim, my friend Sean Wayne, what is up, man? He says, "Agree so hard not being involved with motorbike racing, and, and the team is everything. Absolutely, it is right. It's, it's uh, and I said this before. It's like uh, um, my mom always says it takes a village to raise a kid, right? Well, it takes a village to raise one racer, right? Uh, sure. One vet. And you can put that in perspective in pretty much anybody, uh." Yeah you got to have that foundation and a good uh, team behind you. And once you have that, yeah, it's like you can conquer the world. And no matter what you're going through, um, you have a, a, like a safety net you can always rely and fall back on. Right. And that's so important. Not just to me, not just to Jim, not just to Sean, not just to everybody. Dude, you need that. You really need that. And if anybody's listening, you don't have that. Like I said, pick up the phone and call me. Yep. Yep. We, we we sit down. We can do a video chat. We can. um That's one thing I like to do too, man. Is, is do video chats with people. I do. Um, yep. It's it's. I, I think it's important because we sit down face to face. Uh We laugh. We see the smiles. And you feel the energy. You feel it on the phone too, right? But w- when you look at somebody, it's it's completely different than a phone call. So.
1: And and it's a lot harder to say. Oh yeah, I'm fine. You know. You you end up getting a little bit more of the real emotion and the real mm-hmm. state that somebody's in, and that helps you to direct that conversation where it needs to go.
0: Yeah. It it, it it's easy on a phone call to hide behind the phone. It I mean it is, right? But we do right. it on a daily basis, and sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it because it's like I don't want to say natural instinct. I guess you've been in that shell, right? Mm-hmm. Or 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 that mental state, and it's like uh I don't right. want to say man.
1: So, so for me and a lot of vets, um we learn how to pretend we're okay really, really well when we're at work, when we're around other people, whatever. And doing that all day long, when you get home and you don't have that up anymore, it's exhausting. And you know. I've, try, I've tried. I've tried work to be, you know, kind of open. <clears throat> and there's a lot of people. They just look at you like, I don't want to hear this. Yeah. Or they get very uncomfortable. And it's like, got it. I'm not. I'm not gonna gonna you know, talk about it anymore. So <clears throat> having that team really matters. You know, your own team. It- it abs,
0: dude absolutely it does you know I, I feel like uh man us as us as human beings man we, we need to do better we need to care more for your neighbor and everybody else even strangers you know um this world would be a better place if everybody had a great support system unfortunately we all don't have a great support system um but we got people like the amazing Jim right here, right? And Vetu trek. And, and there, there's many more organizations out there. And like I said, you can call me. It's, it's, uh, it's man. It not just in sports, just in life in general, right? Because yep. nobody knows what you're really going through. And if you don't, and and this is the deal people, if you don't open up me trying to figure out what's going on, if you keep me blocked off, how, how can I get in? Right. So now I need to figure out a way to to at least crack the door open a little bit to peep my eye in to be like, I see you. Right. Let's open the door a little bit more. Um, I find that uh, people that struggle with that, the more that I talk to them personally, the more that door opens and opens and opens. The next thing I know, the next time I call them, they're telling me instead of me asking and prying and picking and digging like I'm I'm digging for treasure. Right. Just to find a little piece of something. The more I do it, when I open it up, it's like, boom, It's uh, the treasure's there. And they're asking me, you know, how I'm doing instead of the roles being reversed, right? Yep. That's when you know that uh, you're really helping them out and, and they're happy, you know, and that should make you absolutely happy because there's nothing like uh, seeing somebody smile, turn that frown upside down, give them a hug. Sure. That's why I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. I, I, yeah, I do high fives and all Damn. that too, but I'd rather really give somebody a big hug because of that, that, that human interaction that bring it on in. Let's get a big old hug. I care about you. You know, yep. let's go grab a bite to eat a pint of beer or whatever it is. You know, um, that makes, that's the world Um, for sure. I, I think it makes a big difference. Um, it does. Yeah. It's uh Man, I love talking about the, the mental side of things, man. Because a lot of people don't talk about it. You know, it's it's it's
1: it's, it, something, it, it, it's something that's a taboo to talk about in our society, and it is the biggest pro. One of the biggest problems we have in our society is we don't talk about it, and things you don't talk about don't get fixed.
0: Yeah, you can't keep them blocked <laughs> in because it, it it just the mountain keeps building and building and building and building, and then you just feel like you're in a shit wormhole lost forever nobody cares fuck everybody yeah it's it's uh yeah it's rough man so we got the infantry 98 i'm pretty sure this is my man patrick man um he says we put up an act of being okay due to the fact that if we open up about how we truly feel after oef we would get kicked out of the military um truth it to me When I talk to vets that's been in the military like you and and Patrick and and people like that, man, I feel like, uh, man, how do I want to say this? The military failed. Right. It's like um, it's they want you to go do all this and do that. But but when you come home and you got PSTD and you're struggling mentally and all this, all they want to do is is give you some form of pill and take this and come back and see me. And, and how do you feel? How does that make you feel? That's not the answer, right? We need to do better, have programs set up. When you guys do come home, you have that instability and mental uh, things you're going through. Cause I couldn't imagine, like I see save it private, Ryan. And I, I love the war movies. Right. Uh, but listen, watching it on TV and physically being there and seeing it, I I could not imagine Um what it does to you mentally,
1: yep. right? And, and it's, you know, and it's not just the veterans, you know, a lot of first responders go through the same things.
0: Absolutely, yeah. they do. They
1: see. <clears throat> and it, there's there's a lot of similar similarities between the two. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, getting out and just doing things, do something, you know, it helps. You know, I know there's times this winter I didn't want to do anything. And I just started going deeper and deeper into that hole. And it's like, all right, I got to go do something, you know, so. Yeah.
0: Now you're absolutely it's. uh, Yeah. And then uh, Patrick says again, he says, um, and we learned this lesson young, as I saw fellow soldiers get thrown out because they reached out for mental health treatment we keep this mentality long after we get home. Yeah. You know, I, I can very well see that because exactly what you just said in your previous statement, man, if you go to your higher ups and say, Hey, I'm really struggling with this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The first thing they want to do is I, I assume send you home. Right. Um, how do you turn that back on? Like, how do you, how do you face those demons? You know, we, we said this earlier, you reach out, you, you talk to people, you, you get in a community, you, maybe get involved in sports you but i could see where it'd be real hard uh for you guys to open up especially to a stranger or somebody you just met right um why would they care
1: and and even one step further than that sometimes it's the people that you've known forever because they've known one side of you they've never seen that other side and the moment you start to speak you can see the change in their face their Demeanor. Um it's almost like they start to judge you immediately and they back off. You know, I've had friends that have that I don't I don't talk to anymore because they got uncomfortable when we talked about anything. So you wonder why people don't talk? You know, if you ask a question, be ready for the answer. You know, there there's questions that And I'm sure all of you can think of the question that I'm talking about um, that people ask. And no matter how you answer it, it's not going to be the right answer. Because if you say yes, they're going to judge you because you did. If you say no, they're going to judge you because you didn't. So you lose either way. They're going to think about you differently from that moment on. So go go ahead. Sorry. People can say, you know, oh, that's not true, but you ask any veteran out there, and that's true.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and for people th- that are listening, Jim, um, if they know somebody in that situation, uh, what advice would you give them, or the best approach? to try to get past that uh, wall because you're right. I see it, you know, even it don't even have to be veterans. It could be anybody. Right. Again, you don't know what people are going through and it's so often you start talking and it's like, they just pull out this shield. It's immediately up. Right. And whatever answer you give them, it's, it's not the answer that I don't want to say that they don't want to hear.
1: So, so for me, the the biggest advice I can give for that is go in with an open mind. Don't ask questions about their service. If they choose to bring that up with you, that means they trust you and they'll have that conversation. If they don't have that conversation, it doesn't mean that they don't trust you. It means that they're not ready yet to discuss that. But there's so many other things in their life that matter that they can talk about. So. When people just jump right into what's going on, man. What, why do you feel like that? You know, Whoa, you know, you're kind of kind of jumping right in. So talk to them like you would talk to anybody else. Just bring up a conversation, you know, Hey man, did you watch the, you know, the world superbike race last weekend, you know, bring up something that you have a joint interest in and just talk to them. Because sometimes just having that conversation is as important about talking about something else related to their service that that they're feeling. So just talk.
0: Listen, absolutely. And and one thing that I started to do that I would love to, well, I've been asking, but uh, if anybody's watching like uh, Patrick, if you want to jump on this podcast right now with me and Jim and talk about how you deal with it and all that, I would love to, to have you on, just send me a message on Facebook messenger. I'll send you the link and you can jump straight in with me and Jim and yeah, we can absolutely talk. I think it would be absolutely a great thing to do. Um, I try to help everybody out as much as I can. You know, I'm, I'm obviously you met me. I'm that just, I'm a good, happy, go lucky guy i don't really get bothered by too much uh i love to smile i love to tell everybody how mega they are uh when i meet them in it, 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 an honor I, I tell everybody that you know i don't say oh it's a pleasure to meet you oh it's nice to meet you no absolutely not it's an absolute honor to meet you right and to me that's like the best compliment you can get is is honor, right or mega that's why i always say it all the time because yeah. i feel like uh life's so short right cuz you never know what's going to happen i never know i could drop dead as soon as this podcast you you never know right but what i want to leave behind is is uh the love and and the care that that i showed for everybody right um and being in tune and looking at you in the eye and having a genuine conversation and trying to help you out as much as i can um it's it's uh yeah it's it's, it's it's hard to put in a word. Sometimes it really is, man. It's, it's, uh, I love to see people smile. I love to Absolutely. feel the energy. Absolutely. I love, I love to, I love to see, I, I love to, uh, example, uh, we had a UPS guy come, no USPS. I'm sorry. He pulls up, man. We had like, I don't know, 40, 50 packages. He had to take, and he gets out and he's just cussing and yelling and doing shit and all this. And I simply was just like, how you doing today, man? What's going on? He's like, Oh blah blah blah. Fuck this, fuck that. da da. da, da, da. And I'm like, was well, there anything I can do to help you out? By by the end of him loading up all the packages, he gave me a hug and I completely turned the whole conversation around. Yep. I turned that frown upside down. Um, and I hope that when he pulled out of there, he had a smile on his face, was like, you know what? Life is not bad. Absolutely, it's a great day, right? Um, and just seeing that side of somebody going from negative to positive, frown to smiling to laughing with you, right? And then yeah. asking you questions, not just you, what's wrong, picking their brains. And then when you see that turnaround, they start asking you, well, how are you doing today, right? And you're like, this is what I would say. I said, I, it's proper mega now that I'm sitting having this conversation with you. Absolutely. It's the best part of my day, right? And and just by saying this simple facts uh, has a huge impact on people.
1: Yep. And uh, going back to the, you know, looking forward to 2024, we still have some open slots. So if you are a veteran, you know, that hasn't participated in this before, or you know of veterans that you think this would be good for, have them go to our website and click on the pit crew experience and have them go in there and sign up. You know, we've, like I said, we've got quite a few slots that are still open. they just need to commit to it once they decide they want to. Um, because we've had way too many people, you know, cancel out last minute. And I'm really trying hard this year to make sure that doesn't happen. So. Um, and if you are, if you're watching and you're going to be at one of the events, come find us. You know, we've got the Veta Track tent uh, vendor booth that we're always set up at you know, pretty much all the events. Um, find out where our veterans are, and you know, go talk to them while they're, you know, with the team. You know, as long as they're not actively doing something, pretty much all of them are willing to talk about, you know, what that weekend is meant to them.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and it, so with that being said, uh, if any veterans out there that are interested, Jim, tell them what is the process of actually signing up? Like what, what do they need to do to actually sign up for, for vet to track the, the steps that they actually have to take?
1: Great. So the first thing you need to do is go to the website. Um, we have a um, crew experience link and it will give you information on it and then a link to sign up. And if you have a veteran that you want to sign up, you can nominate them. So they don't have to do it themselves. They can, nom- you can They can be nominated. Then we take all of those. We go through them and we vet them um, to make sure that they are actually a veteran. Um, make sure that they, you know, kind of fit what we're doing. And then we make a decision on which ones we're going to put with which team. We notify them. Um, they need to get their AMA membership. They need to do a couple other little things. And then once that's done, we go do the event and have a blast.
0: So, uh, for those out there listening, Jim, do they need to supply their own like gear, riding gear, boots and helmets and all that? Or is that something that you guys supply to? Or so
1: for, for, a, for the track days, um, we do have bikes and everything else. But for the pit crew experience, they they don't need a motorcycle. They don't need any gear. They show up. They don't even need to have motorcycle experience. Um, we've had people from you know we're racers all the way down to I've never actually touched a motorcycle in my entire life, and they've all done really well, and we're an active part of the team. You know they they actually had something to contribute. You know I think it I talked about this last time. We had um, one guy who was a former helicopter pilot. He was not comfortable touching the motorcycle at all. He's like I'm not mechanical. I'm not touching anything. Well, he ended up making the weekend for um, Nolan and his team because we're Road America. The winds were and rain were coming in and they are trying to decide, do we go out on rains? Do we go out on slicks? Do we have everything ready? So if we have to change, you know, whatever. And he goes into his pilot mind, starts looking at all of the weather charts and everything else. And he goes, the rain will start about two to five minutes after the race is done. And they're, are you sure? And he said, absolutely. They went out. Sure enough, he, no one gets back into the pits and it started raining. So and, go ahead, sorry. just, you know, here's a guy who has never been to a race before. He has no idea what any of this is. And he ended up being an important factor for that weekend. So anybody, you know, anybody can be a part of it. You know, the only thing that we ask is that you have been a veteran or that you are a veteran. Um, you don't have to have a disability. Um, but if you have a disability, you'll, you'll probably get a little bit higher, um, number as we're trying to, you know, select the veterans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And you're talking about Nolan Lampkin. That's exactly who you're talking about. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude. Big shout out to Nolan. What a, what a wonderful guy. Matter of fact, uh, it's funny because I I do what he told. So I had him on, of course, and he's such a proper guy. He, uh, So I asked him what his superstitions were. I was like, do you have any superstitions? He's like, the only superstition I have is I wear my socks inside out. And I was like, why the hell you wear your socks inside out? He's like, because of the seam in the front, when you put them on, you know how your toes touch them in there, you got to move them around. I was like, yeah, I hate that. He's like, well, wear them inside out and you won't have that issue. So now I'm a habitual uh, inside out sock wearer every day, right? That is funny because I never noticed my wife. I said, man, you should start wearing your socks inside out. She's like, I've been doing that for years. I was like, well, I, I don't. You know, I'm still asleep most of the time when she gets up and gets dressed. I really don't see it. Uh, I was like, well, how come you didn't say nothing?" she's like, I just didn't think about it. Right. Uh, But it's small things like that, you know, and and, um, do you, Jim, yourself have any superstitions at all like that?
1: No, not really. I I don't. Um, Before I would go on track, I would always take a minute and just let my mind go just step away for a minute in my head and then go <clears throat> get myself hyped and hop on the bike and go. Um, but no, I, I'm really not a superstitious person at all.
0: I, I, I'm not neither. And, and, um, having this conversation with you is helping me deal with, with something that I've been going through the, this morning that, that I found out that I told you we'll, we'll talk about. Um, okay. it's, it's, uh, yeah, having this is helping me out a, a lot sitting here having this conversation with you about just, just anything in general, just just life in general, right? It's it's uh again, it's that human inter- interaction uh with yep. with with your friends, right? Even even if you're not friends and you, you're talking to a stranger, that, that human interaction that helps you uh not take away it completely. It it pushes it back just for that slight moment you you almost forget about it, right? Like it's 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 not that heavy weight on yep. you, right? It, it
1: takes
0: it's the it's time. it does, man. It it lifts it up, man. It it's so it's so it's dude, mental game is so rough. It's it's it, man, it's it's uh it's devastating at times. Um it it's it's uh
1: You know, that's one of the reasons why this charity exists is because I was at a point in 2014 that I was ready to check out. I mean, I was literally ready to be done. And uh, 2013, I should say. And just going to track days, you know, the, the people that were there. You know, veterans and non-vets um, literally turned everything around for me and gave me a reason to want to go forward instead of just you know suffering on my own so in 2015 I decided to do this to help other people find the same thing I did and you know we've had hundreds you know of vets that we've put through in the last Oh, grabs nine years now. Um, and that's helped me as well. You know, when I get to see a vet come in, who's you can tell is struggling and you see them when they leave and they have a completely different um, mental state and you talk to them later on and you realize that They've actually implemented some of the things that we talk about over the weekend, you know the the team concept, you know all of those little things that that truly really matter, you know they actually get introduced to that again, and it gives them a reason to want to go forward instead of wallowing in their own anger and so on
0: yeah and and obviously, by. Like you doing what you're doing, starting this vet to track that helped your personal mind state and your mental health. Like just elevated it. It's it's uh, absolutely saved your life, right? It 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 absolutely saved your life.
1: Um, it literally saved my life.
0: Yeah. So if anybody's listening, man, seriously, if you guys as soon as this podcast ends, do call me. Uh, my phone number is five four zero five eight eight five five six two. Absolutely, oh. hit me up
1: and i've told every veteran that we've ever had my phone will be answered you know pretty much any time of day or night um and if i don't answer it i will call you back
0: yeah same here yeah absolutely um It's yeah, dude. It's what you do is so good. It's so amazing, man. I love it. I absolutely love the whole program. And and uh so Cora, right? Cora, she she's a good friend of ours. Uh what a what a proper. She is so awesome, you know. And then um she has a sponsor, uh T B E X USA. I I don't want to get it wrong. The bike
1: experience. Yes, yes. And
0: and and they're kind of similar doing what you're doing too, correct?
1: So they put veterans, on, or I'm sorry, they put um, people with um,
0: disabilities. Either
1: yeah, either paralyzed, amputees um, on motorcycles on track days, um, or just get them riding again. Um, and we are going to help out some of their veteran or some of their uh, riders potentially with some weird events and things like that, just to kind of you know just open that support channel because there's so many people, you know, out there that want to help, but they don't know how. So if we can be a conduit to help people find support and find people, you know, to support, you know, it, it helps everybody.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's absolutely amazing, uh, for you two to, to come together and work together. You know, it's the same thing. People with, with, uh, amputees and stuff like that they go through the same mental issues as the vets as me as you guys listening or watching it's it's no different right um yeah it's uh what you guys do i can't say it enough i'm so proud of you guys and what you guys do it's uh and how many lives you guys saved and how many you're gonna save and you turn everybody's world completely around so 180 right they feel worthless they're not worthless they they, they see that they're not worthless. And, and when you feel like you're worthless and nobody cares, man, that's basically the hardest place you're going to be, uh, mental state wise. It's dude, there's, there's that deep depression. It's, uh, it's not fun to deal with. Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's man. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Okay. I, I really Thank am dude. It's,
1: it's, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, having any other injury, you know, is it going to hurt to go through the physical therapy? Fuck Yeah, it's going to, it's going to hurt like hell, but it's going to hurt for a lot longer if you don't go through the physical therapy. Well, the same thing, you know, with mental health, if you don't do anything with it, it's just going to be there forever at the same level it is now and get worse. If you deal with it, is it going to be there forever? Probably, but you find ways to mitigate it. You find ways to, you know, get through it. You find people. You know, Chris, man, I'm struggling today. What's up, bro? Yep. You know, and just those little things that help you to to live through it. You know, instead of surviving through it. And that is something that I I tell people all the time you know, is a lot of people live or a lot of people exist. Very few people live, live your life intentionally and on purpose. Find out what it is that makes you tick and do that.
0: One hundred ten percent
1: One of the questions that you ask a lot on your podcast is if you, could talk to your, you know, 18 year old self, what would you
0: say?
1: Take the risk. Don't, don't always take the easy way. You know, I look back to when I was 18 and I kind of took the easy way. And then I went in the military and there are a lot of dreams that I had that I didn't follow. And now I wish I would have. Um, and some people are going to relate to this more than others. The golden handcuffs go on very easily. They come off very hard.
0: That's a fact. So
1: so you get into, you know, a, a good job, you know, that is it, it pays the bills, it, you know, whatever. But it's not the fire that you have. It's not what makes you want to get up every morning. It's what you have to get up in the morning to do and finding that thing that makes you want to get up the thing that makes you want to drive all the way across the country, you know, those, those things matter, you know, and taking that risk is worth it. And I'm looking at changing some things and absorbing some more risk. More to come.
0: Yeah. I, I- Absolutely, man. It's uh, and then we we got uh, Patrick again, dude. Patrick, dude, hit me up, bro. I'll bring you straight into this chat, and we can absolutely have a conversation. Um, he says that, and this is where me and Patrick met too, actually through you and Chris. He says I participated at the Vet Two Track event at NJMP in twenty twenty three. It was a huge help to me. Um, yeah, absolutely, it was. It was hey, absolutely. I, awesome I, meet
1: you. I actually talked with Patrick quite a bit.
0: Yeah, he's actually been calling me. I need to. He called me. We had a nice conversation before he went to, I think it was California, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and then he had called me and, and left me a voice message. Sorry, I have not got back to you. But as soon as this ends, if you don't want to jump on here, Patrick, be prepared because I'm definitely gonna call you and we can have a conversation. Hundred percent. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it uh and then my man sean wayne again he says this is brilliant people vets getting help like this it is so sean do you guys have anything like this set up over there in in the uk uh for for your guys' vets too as well um if not you know maybe we could uh with jim and everybody church dude help dude i see this going worldwide i really do uh not you know, Jim flying out over there, me flying out of there all the time doing it, but but help organization help to organize something, put something in place to uh help them out over there too would be absolute brilliant. Um so yeah, it's it's uh man, I'm I I'm struggling mentally myself, dude. I really am. Um and it's it's uh yeah. You
1: know my number, brother.
0: Yeah, I know. I that's why we're gonna have a chat after this for sure. Um, he says, good good idea. We have true heroes here. You do, you guys do have true, so that's something they do have. And uh, my buddy's actually racing for true heroes. Oh, man. Uh, not Finn. Um they're in. I actually met those guys at BSB. They have a huge tent set up. It dude, all those guys are absolutely proper. Um and they're all ages, right, from older guys to, to the younger guys. They have people that work in the pits, some of them race and ride, uh, cook, right, that set up, the, the whole nine, right? It, it, it It's all a, a, a team um, effort in, in that too. So, Patrick, if you want to hop on, uh, I sent you a friend request. Uh, actually, hang on, you just got, just got it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the link right now, and you can hop on. Uh, with me and jim and and talk it'd be an absolute honor to to see your face again for sure so and how did you and uh patrick meet jim
1: um actually he had submitted a uh, application and um we already had veterans for that weekend one of them canceled and i called him up and i'm like Hey, we had a, we had a cancellation and this is literally like the week of the event and he, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And he he jumped on and he was there for the weekend and helped out um, Chris Bates and had a great time.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. It's, it's so when, when vets cancel, uh, how detrimental is that to your program for that weekend?
1: Um, it's, it's money that we've spent, you know, in vain, basically. Um, and, you know, I don't do a ton of social media, um, with the vets because some of them, they aren't comfortable with that. And I don't ever want our veterans to feel like I'm whoring them out so that we can get you know, donations and whatever, you know, I know that that part is important, but there's so many, so many charities out there that they hold events just so that they can get those you know, pictures, those videos, whatever to put out there. So for me, it's more about the experience than it is about getting that, that shot, you know um, we don't do the, we don't do the the post pictures. You know, go look like you're doing something so that we can get a picture. Yeah. Any pictures that we ever have, you know, are actually of them actually doing something. A lot of times they don't even know I'm taking the pictures. Um, and then the post pictures are the ones where we're all standing around a bike or something like that. Because That's... to me, the there's a huge difference if you're a participant knowing that you're there because we want you there versus we want you there so that we can take a bunch of pictures of you to flood social media so that we can make tons of money. You know, just it's a mindset thing for me. And I know that that it hurts us as far as bringing in money, but to me, that part's more important
0: absolutely it is i'd 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 do it the same way if if i was in your shoes it's it's uh it's almost like a fine line right um look look at this we got patrick in the house what is up hello how are you good man how you doing good
2: Getting ready to go for a ride nice nice what you riding today uh kawasaki zx6r i love it look let's see it let's see it patrick Oh, yeah. Hold on a sec. Should be able to... Can you see it now? Yeah. I love the color. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah. That thing is sweet. Yep. And it's actually 64 degrees here. So, for the first time, I'm actually not wearing layers. It's like the first time I've been ever ridden this bike.
0: That's awesome. So, Patrick, <laughs> where are you going for your ride? What What are you doing?
2: Oh, I gotta go to the post office and mail some stuff to my buddy who I fought with. Um, then after that, I'm just gonna go somewhere random. It's a random area, don't know it, don't just go on the highway, let down the highway for a while, maybe hit some back roads and just go clear that mind. Yeah, get some food, and come food. back, right. <laughs> So food, what you going to eat? I don't know. Probably Chinese or I don't know. Chinese food, probably Chinese food or sushi. I try to eat. Uh, I really do try to eat clean, as clean as possible. So usually trying to find places like Akai Bowls. Um, there's this joint called Sesame, and that place slaps uh, really good. Um, that's really what I try to do. I don't really go to fast food. I try my best to avoid like. Big name restaurants, because they usually give like the caloric size and serving is is insane. So I usually try not to do that.
0: Well, that too, and also a lot of people don't realize all those fancy restaurants, all that shit's pre-frozen and pre-made. All they do is nine times out of ten heat it up, right?
2: It's it's yeah, uh, it's terrible. It's terrible it, for your health.
0: Absolutely. So, Patrick, listen. Obviously, I got Jim on here, right? And I met you in Jersey, which was an absolute honor. We've had a couple phone calls, uh, conversations since then. So, tell us about your experience on Vet Two
2: Track. Uh, it was awesome. I actually applied to it, um, and I still have my BMW. And I sat down at the park. I was just came home from the VA, and I was like, "I'm gonna fill." I'm like, "Yo, this is looks like a dope opportunity." So I was like, "Cool." So I filled it out. And then Jim called me when the guy fell to uh, inform his wife that he was going to Vesta Track. So I showed up, um, met Chris, met the other vets, and then I met Jim. Um, and I got to see an Aprilia, like my first time getting hands on an Aprilia, you know, and I was like biking, it was beautiful. Chris was incredible. Um, I learned a lot from him and it was just a great experience all around. Not having to worry about food was massive help. <laughs> having a place to sleep was huge because the hotels aren't cheap around one, Jersey. One I'll
1: be right back. I got let the dog out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just it was really it did, taught me a lot and a lot of good talks with Jim, like uh, one-on-one. I lived with a female veteran um, and we, we would hang out together. After the races were over that day. Um, she worked with Nolan's team and I worked with Chris Spites. And then and Jim had some serious conversations that were very helpful um for me. Uh specifically it's coming from a – we were talking earlier about mental health and everything. Um and when I was the combat arm side of things, like I know some people might not agree, but I'm gonna tell my personal experience, you just don't talk about it. You shut up you just shut up like we had uh, a, a soldier pass away in ntc and we had we had like a five minute break you know five six minutes and we went back to training did the exercise the ftx came uh, back to the box as they call it and then next thing you know leadership's like all right guys there was a fatality all the crews get four hours of sleep at night and that's it and like Wow, four hours. Thanks, bro. Yeah. But the vet to track was amazing. Um, amazing experience. It was the whole round was just incredible.
0: So, it's it's obviously you get to come back to vet to track,
2: right? Is that something you plan on doing this year, too, as well? Uh, hopefully, this year. We'll see. Uh, um Maybe, maybe not. It depends on what happens with this job I'm trying, this career I'm trying to get. If I get it, I'm going to be gone for a year. Um, but I do want to get involved in a vet to track uh, event at some point during the year, if possible, especially if I'm trying to talk to Jim about doing the track days. You know what I mean? Cause that's for right. me, that's the biggest, the biggest thing in the world is doing the track days. So,
0: uh, sure. Patrick, I mean, you've had a couple conversation. I can't wait to, uh, when you get back from riding, call me later we'll sit down and, and, and chat for a while uh, we'll do a video chat but uh um listen it knowing jim and meeting jim man, it's absolutely amazing i said this what he does for for everybody not just vets but anybody going through any type of med- mental issues right um, yeah and i know it helped you out a lot you know i grew up in the military um my dad was a fighter pilot in the navy um i'm sure he did things in a jet that he don't ever talk about. Right. I never asked him about his mental state or how he deals with it. That's something that I probably should actually sit down and ask him. Um, uh, Just never thought about it till just now, to be honest with you. Right. Um, But, you know, I grew up with a bunch of fighter pilots and they'd all hang out with Navy SEALs and just it was just a mask. Chaos of testosterone all the way around. <laughs> right. I mean, it was intense. You walk in that room and all those are together. You're like, holy shit, you feel the energy and the, the masculinity. You're like, I don't even belong here because yeah, I'm not I'm not man enough to be in this room with all these guys, right? Uh and and yeah, it's it's uh I seen sides of the military uh growing up in it. Um it's uh yeah, uh I almost joined the air force out of high school my best friend did um i just i just didn't want to do it at the end of the day um i guess cuz of the previous things that i have saw you know kids kids are very aware of what's going around what's going on and we don't talk about it as kids right because as a kid i'm, I'm sure i'm sure it's, it's the same thing when when you when a kid tries to talk about adult situations and I'm just a kid, the adults look at you and be like, "You don't even know what the hell it is you're talking about because you're only eight nine years old, right?" But do we do understand what's going on? We, we we're very observant and we see oh, yeah. things and we we feel the energy. So, um, yeah. So Patrick, on a day to day basis, man, how do you deal with with everything?
2: Good question. Um. To be honest, it's ninety-eight percent riding my motorcycle. I am currently unemployed, so I ride my motorcycle everywhere, and I am a digital. I'm an unemployed digital nomad. <laughs> I travel all around plays on my motorcycle and apply for jobs. Um, which is riding does a huge uh, help for my mind. The martial arts and hitting the gym, uh, the two things that I are the three things that I do. Martial arts is something I've done my whole life, and hitting the gym, as everyone knows, is just really good for your mind. But the number one thing is riding a motorcycle.
1: Yeah,
0: it's uh, that, that's you know, it's 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 funny how two wheels just take away everything. I mean, you look at it, it's just a machine, right? It's it's you're like, oh, it's like you know, it's listen, I could get in my car being depressed, and it ain't gonna do shit for me, right? I might turn on the radio, my favorite songs, and jam out maybe for a minute and then it's right back to the same thing but it's 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 something that's got to be said with them two wheels man it's like you throw your leg over it you put your helmet on to me it's like as soon as my helmet goes on everything else goes away right yep. um you fire up the motor- i'm not the type of guy i don't like to listen to music while i ride uh to me it's uh, it's like a distraction a lot of people do i love to hear my motorcycle i love to hear her talk and her sing right um And to me that it's almost like soothing, right? It's like, it's like, I'm a little kid again, a little baby in, 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 uh, in my little play pen, your mom puts on that music and helps you go to sleep. Right. I don't go to sleep. What I'm saying is it's, it's that calmness effect. It's that. And
1: and There's something to be said about being in the environment when you're inside your car, your truck, you're enclosed in a space that has its own environment when you're out on the motorcycle You go up and down hills and you can feel the temperature change. You can smell everything that you go by. Sometimes that's a great thing and sometimes it's horrible. But even the horrible ones remind you that you're involved, that you're part of what's going on. And you have to focus much more when you're riding a motorcycle than you do when you're driving a car. You know, mainly because there's so many idiots out there that don't care that you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. So when you can't think about those things that are going on, you can't think about work, you can't think about the stuff going on in your head. You just get on the bike and it's you and the bike and it's it's very cathartic. It's it's just a a great way to wipe the slate for the next however long you're going
2: to ride. Riding is huge, huge, huge. It's actually the only thing that's helped me. It was a big help for me when I first got back, when I stole it back in active duty. Um, I got back in Afghanistan in 2010. Um, went back to active duty life and uh, I got a motorcycle and it was the best decision ever. Even when I was, even when I crashed and I got knocked out, (laughs) um, I got back on another motorcycle two weeks later. Um, It was the only, like, riding is the only thing that's helped me mentally with that experience, transitioning out of the service into the civilian world, Um, and then life in general. You know, as a veteran now, they're not the military, Um, but it's it's a huge, huge help. Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. So, Patrick, tell us about this job you're applying for, man. I hope you get it.
2: Yeah. I going to say like a little bit about it. Jim knows about it. Um but I'm trying to do armed security uh Aconus um in the Middle East for and it would be for a year. Um and it pays really good money. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um it's through a PMC company. Um and that's what i'm trying to get uh the application process started in october it is now march wow yeah yeah that's a it's a super it's a long process because you need a department of defense uh security clearance to go and you need to pass uh that you need to pass the background track you need a uh, security clearance you need to pass the physical you need to pass the pt test you need to pass weapons qualification and you need to pass another physical so it's um it's a lot.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I never had to apply for a job like that, right? I just fill out application. Shoot, nowadays we don't even have a. Who has applications anymore? I mean, when we were growing up, me and Jim, you go there and you actually fill out application and do all that. Yeah, now it's it's nothing like that. Basically, it's like, hey, can you come in for an interview? Absolutely, and you go and you sit down face to face and you pretty much take it from there. Um, but I've never yeah. applied for nothing like that.
2: Uh, it's a it's quite the process, but it makes sense. Um, because of what you're, what's expected to do, what you're expected to do for the job. Like you're going to, a lot of people tend to forget, like when you leave the military, like you leave the infantry, like everyone in the infantry unit knows that you're capable. They know they can trust you when you hit a house. They know that you trust them during live fire training in the kill house. They trust you to shoot live rounds or real situations around them and handle very dangerous weapons and everyone has that high level of trust with each other forged through training and hardship and when you get out you're like i don't care who, i don't know who i don't know you bro what what you're like i don't know you i don't know where you're, who you're at or where your headspace is and so you like kind of like re-earn the ability to be trusted again i think i don't know
1: Yeah, i mean i that's one of the other things about the motorcycle community, you know, especially if you do track days, you know, you, you're around racing at all is it's, it's basically a different breed of human. You know, there's, there's a lot of people who aren't veterans that we can relate with really, really well, just because we have a very similar mindset. Um, Whereas in a lot of the rest of the civilian world, you know i don't necessarily want to interact with some people i just don't you know and having people with a likes like mine like goals you know when you're at the track or you know going out with you know some of your friends to go ride they're they're just different people than what a lot of society is you know people that ride motorcycles specifically sport bikes they're different. <laughs> we are different people than the rest of society. We know? are
2: not the same. No. No, nah, we are different. I've actually never. Every person I interacted with on track, whether I was doing track days myself or at vet to Track. Um, everyone I interacted with was just a good person. Like, you know, they were cool to talk to. Really good person. I actually got to talk, sit down and talk with Noel Lankin um he came to hang out with jim and he crashed out in the camper after they were done racing for the season and uh this dude's a professional racer right like stupid stupid fast right races in middle america how how very few people make it that high and he was one of the coolest dudes i've ever talked to in the longest time and jim's right which is because we share that passion for going really fast (laughs) really really fast
0: or at least in our mind, think we're going really until we see like Nolan go and you're like, uh, yeah, I'll go back to my PlayStation <laughs> now and we could play on that, right? <laughs> I might be able to keep up then. Yeah, it's, it's a, I'm
1: gonna go put my tricycle away right now and, uh, right, <laughs> my head.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna put now, my training wheels back on. It blew my uh, mind when I watched Chris Spites and Nolan Lankin and all those guys in the rain, how late they broke for turn one. In the rain, like most guys on track they let's be honest. Even probably except for the experts, but like i didn't group below that. Boom, boom, boom. turn one, right? You and every you know, dry track. Boom, boom, boom. right. No Lambkin, Chris Spice, that whole crew. <whistles> And I'm like, what the what? Like,
0: just
2: gone. I'm like, I'll just go sit in a corner and cry to myself for the bottle of vodka. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can do. I love
0: those effects. I'm gonna make a short out of those effects. (laughs) A short video on that. That's awesome, man. That's good. So, Greg Champion comes on and says, uh, Hey, 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 Jim. Great to see you on here again. Hey, Chris. Great podcast. Hey, Greg. Greg. Absolutely, dude. We we, we we need to chat, Greg, sometime. So reach out to me and me and you will have a conversation. And thank you, Greg, for all your love and support. It absolutely means everything uh, to me and to Jim and to Patrick and, and everybody. It's uh, Yeah, you, my friend, is proper mega. Um, But you're right, dude. You're right, Patrick. I got there and I watched. But sometimes being such a fan of this sport, man – I, I, it's hard for me to turn my fan boyish off, even though I know a lot of these guys personally. Right. Um, but when they put on their suits and they put that helmet on, they go out there, they're, they're almost superhuman to us because you're, you think into your mind, like how the hell is he going that fast? Like there's, you know, uh, and, but at the end of the day, they're, just like me and you they're humans just like me and you they put the pants on the same way as me do and they enjoy that human interaction they enjoy a decent conversation and to me when i talk to a lot of the riders especially when i go live at the track and i'm talking to them face to face i don't talk anything about motorcycles I don't because that's the last thing they probably want to hear. I want to talk about what are you doing for dinner? Let's go cook out, you know, but just w- whatever. How, how, how's the home life, you know, uh, stuff like that. I think it's very important because y- you connect to them. And that's why I asked the questions I asked that I started to with Jim and everybody, you know, personal questions, um, because it makes it makes them think and and um, it brings the audience to get to know you on a personal level, not just Jim that does vet to track or Patrick that is a vet that's been to vet to track. Right. But when we get into the personal questions, people actually connect to you on a real level,
1: not just somebody. It brings out some humanity, you know, like with the racers, if all you talk about is racing, you know, that's what we all see already. But when you realize that, you know, your favorite racer, you know, likes you know, pizza with, you know, whatever on pineapple, it. you know, you, you, you have a connection to them. You know, you, you realize, well, wow, they aren't that much different than I am. They just do something better than I do.
0: But a yeah. lot of people don't realize too, you do stuff better than they do. There's certain things for that, sure. you know, um
1: yep,
2: for sure.
0: it's, it's, it, it to me, it's like, you know, I, dude, I've done a ton of track days. i race some of course i was never good enough to do it and the money and that whole money situation but so to me what i gather from even riding on the street right so i'll compare the island the real road race tt guys to short circuit racing right so when you're on a short closed circuit let's say new jersey right your your safe area is this wide because you got all this run out room you got you know not trees no nothing around so you, you push yourself a little bit more and, and you, you're in your comfort zone, right? And then you go to somewhere where your, your, your margin is only this wide. So you're way out of your comfort zone, right? So you don't go as fast, right? Um, and there's a lot to be said with that. Um, and how do you deal with that? And how do you overcome that, right? It, it, it's the same thing we've always been talking about. It's all a mental game. It's, it's, it's getting comfortable. Like, uh, when me and Patrick first met in Jersey, right. I didn't know Patrick. He didn't know me. We, we had a very little conversation uh, and then he reached out to, I reached out to him. I, I forget who reached out to who first. And since then, I feel like we're friends now, Patrick, right. Cause we've had some conversations. We're going to continue to have conversations and I might get Patrick on the podcast. So y'all stay tuned for, for, for his podcast. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's very important. Um, to be as friends with as many people as you can to, um, and, and what I mean by that is be a genuine friend, not just a social media friend, not just, a once every three months, Hey, how you doing? Um, it's, it's, and I love it when people re- re- reach out to me unexpectedly, that's to me, that's the best unexpected reaching out right? You get a phone call. I might've forgot to pro- program your, your name in, right? Because everybody's busy. And then all of a sudden I pick up the phone and it's, it's a familiar voice. I might not know exactly who's on the other end right at that moment. Be like, Hey man, we met at Bob. Yes, bro. How are you doing? Yep. What is going on? How you been right to me? I love those unexpected phone calls. Um, it makes my day. It, it makes me happy. It, it, yep. it changes whatever mood you're in. Um, you could be the happiest in the mood right then and there, but even you get that phone call, it's like a whole nother level of happiness. It it's hard to explain. I guess it's that whole human intervention, you know, um, which is very important, you know, and in, in, in touching back on riding motorcycles, man, you're right. Uh it's it's when i'm on my bike i don't worry about social media i don't worry about podcasts and i don't worry about instagram or tiktok or none of that bullshit i'm focused on watching out for this girl over here in a car that's knee deep in her phone knee on the steering wheel or you'll see him go down the road not just women men do it too right you know put makeup on or just not not paying attention you know um
1: one in one hand a burger in the other yeah or drink yeah.
0: or whatever but but that makes me patrick jim and everybody else that actually rides on the street that you got to be that more aware of your surroundings right so i don't have time to be depressed or whatever mental issues i'm going through because i'm in the moment and everything's happening right now at speed right whether it's 30 miles an hour 100 miles an hour whatever it is it's 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 it's, it's like it uh it forces you in a place That it's hard to be in unless you're on two wheels, if that makes sense. It makes sense
1: completely. is something that can be so unforgiving that it requires you to be present at all times. And there are very few things in our lives that we have to be present the entire time that we do it. I mean, how many times do you have a conversation with somebody, you know, and you pick up your phone for a second and look at it? You stopped being present at that moment. You know, at work, you're working on something, you pick up your phone, you engage in a side conversation, you're no longer present. But when you're on the motorcycle, you're present the entire time you're there. Because if you're not, good chance it won't end well. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, and I think that, and I could probably speak this for everybody, for Jim and and Patrick too. It's, it's how do I replicate that off the motorcycle? Right. Cause at the end of the day, that's what I search for sometimes. It's like, how, how do I, how do I get in my, in my happy place? Right. Not, I'm not saying I'm not happy at home with my wife and my son because they're my everything. Right. But, um, how do I get to that state of mind again and stay there right. almost? Right. Um, that's, that's the challenge for me anyway. So, you, know? you
1: know, earlier you asked, you know, some things that, you know, I do to get out of that. One is read, you know, watching a movie. You can watch a movie. It's not making you think you're just absorbing. So you can think about all the other things that are going on and whatever. But if you're reading, your brain doesn't go off because your brain is building the story as you read it. So the words say one thing, but in your head, you're actually building the image. You're actually watching the characters do what they're doing like they would in a movie, but you're creating that. So that's a great way also to become present in the moment. You know, as you're as you're reading, you you focus on something that takes your focus away from everything else.
0: No, that's absolutely great point. Me, uh, on the other hand, if I read, I'm I straight pass out. So I listen to a lot of audio books is my thing. Right. So i throw in. My headphones and, and audio book, but it, it's kind of the same thing, right? Well, when I do listen to audio book, um, I like to sit there a lot of times with my eyes closed because I'm visualizing the story that that that's actually being told, right? So, what the character is wearing? Uh, is it rainy or, or is it sunny that day? Where at in the world? They could be. You can make up your mind wherever they're at in the world, right? They could be in Spain, Japan, or wherever it is. It's it's it, it forces you to, uh, the whole visualization thing, right? Same thing with, with, uh, you hear a lot of road racers say, right? Like Patrick, you, you might do, do this too as well, whether it's riding on the track, riding on the street or playing on, on the PS five, it's, it's like you, you visualize how you want it to go, right? And what areas you need to improve on. Um, and that also, uh, helps out a lot too. Um, but you're right. Books. I mean, uh, like movies. Jim said it. Perfect. Like I got ADHD. Right. And, and I don't take any medicine for it. I don't take Adderall. I don't take Ritalin. Forget all that pharmaceutical bullshit. It's not good for you at all. Right. Um, I uh, I find other ways to deal with it. Um, and it's it, to me, it's it's an absolute challenge, but I could be sitting here watching a movie and like 10 minutes into it. And like, like this shit goes off. You're like, that's badass!" 10 minutes later. I'm like, what the hell even happened? The first 10 minutes of the movie. Cause my mind is literally all over the place. Right. Um, and when I, I'm on my motorcycle, it's, it's, uh, I focus more than I could ever focus on anything unless I'm actually at the racetrack live and I'm interacting with Patrick and Jim and Nolan and all these other great people that I've had the honor to to meet in, in, in my lifetime. Um but yeah, again, two wheels. It's 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 and I I wonder if, if it's the same way in the car world, right? As far as car racers go. Um
2: probably. I, yeah. I think the racers, the racers, yeah. I definitely see. There being a lot of similarities to it. The street guys, no. But the track guys, definitely, especially the guys that do it for a living. Because they are, again, stupid fast in a car. Right? From yeah. like, the SCCA stuff where guys get paid, I guess, up to Formula One. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I see a lot of similarities to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I, absolutely.
1: The communities are similar, but the the motorcycle community is a lot tighter. Um, I and agree. I say, when I was I I I went backwards. I started racing cars when I was younger, and went to racing motorcycles when I was much much older. <laughs> so um, there's just a difference in the type of people. You know, not saying it's good or bad. It's just different. Um, so one thing I wanted to to ask is Does anybody that's watching have any questions about what we do? You know, anything about our program, you know, or whatever, you know, and maybe having Patrick here will help get some of those answered as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Chime in, call in, hit me up, I'll bring you in, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I love to see, uh, People turn around uh, and and smile and and have a good time, right? And I want that to continue after, like we part ways, right? You go home, I got to go home. I, I want that to to stay the same.
2: Um, uh, go ahead, Patrick. I'll say that um, when I did that track, I had a complete turnaround in my mental health. Um, when I was there for that weekend, I had a complete turnaround. Um, you went from a negative to a positive. That's a
0: great thing. Huge, what,
2: huge flip.
0: What was the best part of your weekend with
2: VET2Track? Honestly, everything. Being Having the pit pass is pretty slick. Being able to go in the pits and on the track with Chris and being able to help him out. Um, during the race weekend, I think that was amazing. Learning about the mechanical side of things, because I'm not very mechanical. I was a infantryman. so, but being able to see how things done was really really cool, and I talking to, hanging out with the uh, the other veteran and, and talking to Jim, you know, and hanging out with Noah Lankin was definitely some of the best parts um, of it. Just you know. having that, knowing that I have a place to sleep, knowing that I have a place to get some food. And that was a huge help in my mind, like just relax and focus on being a part of Middle America in a way that I never thought possible five, ten years ago.
1: And, and you know, there there's a a piece to it where you you're doing something that's so up, far outside of your norm that you don't have the opportunity to think about what's going on at home, what's going on in your head, whatever. So. I relate it to, let's say that you have a chronic pain. It's there every single day from the second you wake up until you go to bed, and sometimes even when you're dreaming. Imagine how amazing that would be if you could get rid of that pain for a weekend, four days, just not have that pain, and how different your outlook on life would be come Monday, After not having it for four days. And I think that's one of the things that is the biggest help with this is it just kind of resets your mind. And then you always have that memory to go back to. And you know, we have veterans from events for the last several years that talk to each other still. Even people that weren't on the same event as other people, they reach out and go, Oh, you were on that one, Patrick? I was on this one. And you know, they end up talking and they become friends even though they've never met, but they have a shared experience. So having that ability to get out of your own head is huge. Because a lot of us we don't have anything in our lives to get us out of our head. So doing something like this just get you out of your head.
0: Yeah. It's very important. It's it's I think that's the problem with most people is we're in our head too much, right? It's hard to get get out of it and and find a way to get out of it. And yeah. uh, but that's what's so awesome about two wheels, man. And, and and it goes to saying you don't have to have a ZX six R like Patrick or a Honda Going. man. You can have a little Z fifty or a little CR four hundred and get the same satisfaction of two okay. wheels as 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 a you know forty thousand dollar Panigale or whatever <laughs> it is, right? Yeah, I mean seriously, it, it's two
1: okay. wheels okay. is two wheels. Ride a slow bike fast than a fast bike slow.
0: It's better. You learn a lot more riding a slow bike fast than a fast bike slow. Facts on that. 110%. And Greg Champion says, that's awesome, Patrick, and thank you for your service and sacrifice. Absolutely. Thanks, Greg. Yep, absolutely. So do you guys know Greg? I do. Okay. I do not. Okay. Yep. And Jim, how did you meet Greg?
1: I actually met him um, through – a group of people I did a street was doing street rides with back holy crap 12, 14 years ago. And then he started coming to the track and you know he's sitting next to me. Um yeah, we've we've known each other for a long time.
0: That's awesome. that many moons ago is what he says. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. So, do Jim? Do you ride on the street currently?
1: A, a little bit. I, I'll, I'll ride back and forth to work sometimes, um, but I don't. I don't go do group rides anymore. I don't do stuff like that. Um, last year, I lost the fuel pump in my bike, and been gone as much as I am, I just literally had no time. So, right now, I have the fuel pump in the box sitting. On my kitchen table, saying, "Dude, you got to do that this week. <laughs> this weather's starting to get better." So,
0: and what bike is it you ride? Uh, I
1: have a CBR nine two nine. Nice for the, for the for the road. Not um, I have a ZX six R for my track bike.
0: Nice, and uh, that nine two nine is it the Honda Aryan edition?
1: It's not the Aryan edition
0: it's a beautiful bike. I always a fan of the 929. They come out cuz I, I just got me an RC51. It's always been one of my my dream and, bikes. Uh, um
1: my ZX6R is actually the one on the shirt you're wearing. That's that's actually me on my ZX6 at Grand Raceway. <laughs> I love it.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. Good so uh, dude, out of all the tracks you've been to, what's your favorite track, Jim? Uh
1: I really like um, Grattan. You know, the, the surface has sucked over the years. The facilities aren't that great, but the track layout is amazing. Uh, I really like Thunder Hill, uh, I'm California. I love Barber. Um, Road America is great. You know, America's every awesome. track has something about it that is awesome.
0: You know, it's unique yeah
1: yeah but because i've got so many laps at grattan it's just it's it's my own track it's an hour and 10 minutes from here
0: it's so, like my favorite pair of socks i know them inside out i just put them on and it feels good when i'm there yeah absolutely
1: yeah um yeah. and i've got a have got other tracks that i want to want to hit you know but doing this i just have not had the time to do extra track days and we haven't had the funding the last couple of years to be able to do both you know and i don't i didn't have the pto and so on so trying to get more events this year and we have three of them in the works so hopefully soon I will, I will have the signed contract on those and we'll actually be able to announce them God,
0: i can't wait to hear all about it absolutely i can't patrick for you uh you you do track days too as
2: well yeah i do when i can um when i can financially they're expensive for me yeah. um but they getting on the track um uh, saved my life because i was riding very very fast on the street at times um other times i'd chill but the vast majority of time i'd ride really really fast um and uh was riding really fast for the kind of reasons but the track saved my life
0: it's yeah, good I love yeah. track days. I, I, man, I do too. And you're right. They they, they are expensive. Um, but, uh, man, I was just like that. I'd haul ass on the street and this and that. And I'm, man, I, sometimes some of the dumb shit I did, I, I'm lucky to be alive for real. Let's just be honest. Um, and it, but it, man, it's hard just to cruise sometimes, right? This is what I always say. There's always a time and a place for everything, right? Uh, yeah. You want to do over 100? There's There's a time and a place for that, right? Uh, I'm not condoning it on the street. That's not what I'm doing, but uh, we all know uh, it's hard not to do sometimes. And I'm like Jim, man. I used to ride in big groups, man. I don't like to ride in big groups at all. I'd rather it just be like two or three people and that's it, you know? Yep. Um, Because I feel like when you ride in big groups, man, there's always people out there that, think They're Valentina Rossi or Maddie Scults or whatever, right? And absolutely, you're not nowhere even in the same league. Uh, and riding, man, it's 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 uh, it's fun as it is and spiritually as it is, it's also a very dangerous sport, right? Um, so yeah, you got to always uh, respect the motorcycle and in your environment, you know. um, yeah. And I've seen a lot of accidents riding on the street in big groups where people are just, yeah, I'm faster than you. I'm going to make it up this mountain quicker than you, you know, whatever it is, it's uh, usually don't turn out too well. Right. So I'm like you Jim on that. That's what I was just telling Patrick. I don't like to ride in big groups. I'd rather just be like me, you, and maybe one other person go have, you know, lunch somewhere Go up to the mountains and, you know, have a conversation and come back or whatever. Um,
1: yeah. I only ride with uh, people I trust. No. You know, I I have to know you pretty well to go ride with you.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It does. And and, and, and it, by you saying that, I never really thought of it like that. But, yeah, you're absolutely right, right? You pick and choose on who you want to ride with because uh, it could affect you in ways you don't think okay. it could. So. Yeah, absolutely,
2: man. Absolutely. So, are you? Go ahead, Patrick. And the skill set differences, like you know, what you got guys who do one track day and they think they're nine, they're Mark Marquez, and then you got guys who ride on the street and they do a several track days and they study it. They go to Yamaha Champions Ride School. They go to the California Superbike School. They go to the Penguin School of Road Racing. They study. They study Champ Champu. They study. The Mercer or Cambie project, they study engineering of it, they study the ac- applications of it, so the techniques, they practice, they read, they ride. So when they go fast, like they know what they're doing.
1: And I've seen those guys. And and the majority of people, the more they learn, like on the track, the slower they go on the street. Because Absolutely. the risk versus reward, you know, on the street is so slim. You know, and after after you attain just an, an average set of skills on the track, you, you don't have anything to prove on the street anymore. You know, going up there and, you know, proving that you're Valentino doesn't do anything other than get somebody hurt, you know,
0: or yourself
1: um, it, And your your perception of speed changes so much. You know, almost everybody can remember the first track deck. You know, you're going into turn one at speed for the first time. And it's like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. You know, and then after a few years, you're going through, you know, knee on the ground, you know, picking up pebbles in the middle of the track or whatever. You know, you see all those little things because your perceptions change. So when you get on the street, you're going through a corner going, that'll kill me, that'll kill me, that'll kill me, that'll kill me. That'll kill me.
0: And you go okay. I'm going to dial it back just a little bit, you know.
1: No, um, yeah, absolutely.
0: I, yeah. I agree. It, it's, uh, it's 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 what you get on the track, and, and you realize how I don't want to say like it's unsafe to ride on the street, but um, you're way more aware of your surroundings and, and, and what's going on. It's uh, it, and it, you're right. You 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 want to dial it back because yeah, at the end, end really of the day. Right. Yeah, I just want to get home safe. I want to get home to my wife and my son safe. And at, and I'm still having a good time. I don't have to fourth gear pin it going up the mountain. I mean, it's not proving anything to anybody, right? And if you really think you're that fast, dude, carry your ass to the racetrack. Yep. Sign up for those track days yep. and uh,
1: get your race license and go prove it.
0: <laughs> and you'll find out you're going to humble yourself
1: very, oh. very quickly. So, my very first track day. I was one of the faster riders in the group that I rode with on the street. I went and did my first track day. I realized I, at that point learned how to operate controls on my bike. I had no idea how to actually ride my motorcycle. And then over the next few years, I got faster and, you know, started, um, coaching, did a little bit of racing. Um, and then I had to make the decision, do I race or do I, um, do the charity? You know, and I was, I was 49 the day I did, or the day day after my first race, I turned 49. So I started really late in life and, um, I knew that there wasn't a future in racing for me. It was going to be just a, you know, a fun thing to do, but the charity meant something, you know, it, it affected me, but it also helped a lot of other people. My racing would only be for me. So.
0: Yeah. What what you're doing, man, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, you're saving lives. You're you're uh you're touching people in ways that they never thought they could be touched again, right? Um and and be helped. It's it's absolutely amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. And dude, I wish I if there's anything I could do to to help out more, man, you just let me know. Absolutely I want to. I want yeah. to I want to see Vet2 track just blow up, take off, and then you ain't got to worry about, oh, can I make it for the full season? You're absolutely, we're going to the full season, right? Because right? we got all the backing and, yeah, so if there's anything I can do to step up my game to help you out, Jim, you already know, you let me know, and I'm there. I'm there for you. I'm there for Patrick. I'm there for all the other vets out there that might be listening to this that I have not met personally. Like I said, my phone number is one five four zero five eight eight five five six two. Call me. That's all you got to do. Um, Greg against Go go ahead, sorry
1: And one thing that will um, That does help You know, if anybody's interested in a shirt Like what Chris has on um, We've got a couple other shirts that we sell We've got the polos, we've got Where did I put it? Oh <laughs> We got hats again So Chris, we gotta do a hat swap
0: We will, absolutely we will
1: uh, we'll absolutely. See you uh, In Atlanta
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Is it, go ahead. You know,
1: go, go out to our store and um, buy some merch. You know, it, it does help. You know, it. If there's anything that you don't see that you want, let me know. We can always add stuff in there. You know, we've got all kinds all kinds of stuff in there. We've got stuff for kids and infants. So go out there and check it out.
0: We got little onesies, Vet2Track onesies. Yes, put them in it. I love it. I love it, dude. So Greg says, I gave up on the street years ago, sold my 848 Evo, and got a track-only RC390, became instantly a faster rider by downsizing and oh, so much more fun on the track. Absolutely. Um, That's one thing that I I find me personally with my friends that uh, ride here on the street i'm always telling them dude you don't need that gsxr 1000 you don't need that you know get a smaller bike you'll have so much more fun riding it fast and you'll actually learn how to ride versus a big bike Because you get on a big bike let's just let's just be honest i've got shit i've been riding since i was seven eight years old and i'm 45 so it's been a long time i got a lot of miles under my belt a lot of motorcycles i've been through uh uh and over the years that i've noticed even now is i'm not listen i'm nowhere near as fast as any professional racer right um when i get on a my buddy's v v whatever the fuck it is the got, whatever right and you twist the thought you're like holy shit i don't i don't need this for the street this is way too much uh yep. <clears throat> for the street and and i have a lot more fun riding my little cf100 then I do that JSXR 1000 or BMW on the street. Yeah, it's it, it's cool, it sounds good. You twist the throttle, and you're like yep. right. Like I'm getting ready, it's it's like uh Star Wars. You get ready to go in a hyperdrive, right? And you see uh but it's 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 uh it's only fun for that split second, right? Yep. Um, but versus a small bike, you get on that thing, you feel like you can actually manhandle it if that makes sense, right? Because it's small, it's not that powerful. You're like, oh, I got this.
1: It, and you can actually go through the corners, you know, ringing it out, you know, just having a blast. You know, whereas you got yeah. the guy on the Panagalli who's parking and squirting. You know, I'm gonna park it in every corner where some kid on a tricycle can pass me, and then I'm gonna show you how fast I am on the street.
0: Right. Right. It, it, listen, if you want to do that, take your ass to the drag race strip and then you can just sit there and meow, meow all you want down straights. Right. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. It's uh, riding, And I, I uh, actually had uh, my wife's best friend, her son, Hayden. Big shout out to him. He he wanted to. He's like, dude, I want to get a bike. Right. First bike you wanted to go look at was a GSX. Never even rode a motorcycle before. And I'm like, dude, that's not a good idea. I, I I'll go with you. To look at it. Right but I kept trying to tell him I'm like dude get you a 300 get you a Ninja 300 that's get you a Ninja 300 get you a CRF 100 get you a CRF 150 whatever it is right learn the proper techniques of riding and then you can move up if you choose to right and and then I, this is what this is what I hear oh I'm going to outgrow that I'm like okay mister you know it all and can ride let's carry your ass down to VIR and sign you up for fucking junior cup and we'll see stop I'll- Right. We'll see <laughs> how, how much you can ride and how fast you really are. Right. You just, that's what I try to tell people, man, humble yourself. Right. Put that pride aside. That pride is what's going to end up
2: getting you hurt. I know why guys so, do it though. Cause uh, as a younger guy, I can tell you, um, one is Instagram. I follow a bunch of pages on Insta, right? I have my own page on Instagram and it's always dudes doing whole ass flying on big bikes, which I had a thousand cc bike at one point. Um, you know, just doing hole and ass, like I used to, right? I'm no different. And then you see a lot of videos on Instagram. Like, the one was, um, you see a 300 cc 400 cc motorcycle pull up, and it's not a female riding it, and the guy's going ew, oh brother, what is that? ew? So, guys come in to get their license. They've been looking on social media about following the pages, you know that, and then they want to get their first bike. And then they're automatically you can get kids are very young people are very smart quick They see all that shame on the little bikes. You can't roll up to a bike night on a three hundred. You just you just can't. You, yep. you can't you can't meet with your boys on a four hundred. You just can't on the well, track.
1: Hold the, the their game. games. The first happens on the track. You know, if somebody shows yeah. up there, Vanagali you know and then you have some old dude that goes by on a 300 you know and leaves you in the dust you know that's a humbling experience you know and i've seen
2: that. it happen i've seen it happen oh. on track
1: oh, yeah. yeah absolutely
2: yeah. <laughs> i was
0: that guy I, that's what i'm telling you i was that guy i'm like dude i'm fucking out. i'll beat all you guys i got this i yeah i get out there and i get past and i'm like yeah, I don't know shit. Like I really, like Jim said, I I know where the start button is and and, and the clutch and the rear braking and, and, and the gear shifter, and that's basically all I know about riding. Right. Um, and and then going to a, a smaller bike, but but you're right, Patrick. Listen, what you just said is absolute true because that's the double edged sword of social media. People yeah. think you're a pump. People think you're a little wussy for buying a little 300 or a little 250 or a little 400 you pull up on bike night and everybody's got GSXRs and Ducatis and all this other crap right and and you you feel this big because you feel like people are looking at you in a certain way uh, um, like outcasting you because you're a man on a little 300 or 250 or 400 but that's absolutely the total opposite right yeah um, where the
2: skill happens it's the polar opposite, you know what I mean? And I've, the smallest bike I ever rode, the biggest one was an S1000 through the California Superbike School. And the smallest bike I rode on a track was an R6. And an R6, I almost, cried. I went out into the grass. I forget what turn on Thunderbolt, but I went out into the grass um, because I was never, I'd never uh, ridden a quick turn throttle before. So that threw me off. And I was like, oh, my God. This is so cool, and once I stopped making an ass out of myself, I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" And it's um, yeah, social media is really tough. Like I, I follow a bunch of people, and I can see how people are influenced. Specifically, there's a lot of people on social media on Instagram now, following these got following these pages, and they're all good pages. You know, some put up motivational stuff, some talk about God when riding, but um. A vast majority I'm seeing are people who have no license, but they're looking to get their license. Like that's almost the vast majority of comments. Yep.
0: And it, you know where we fell as a society is we're allowing people to buy motorcycles without a motorcycle license. I mean, you can't, I mean, you can go out and buy a car without a, a car license really, right? So yeah, it, it, it's almost like it's setting you up for failure in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah.
2: Um, no it's yeah. it's true because like yeah. Jim said, it's very unforgiving. Um, and and
1: I, I intentionally don't follow any of those accounts on social media because honestly, I don't care how fast you can go in a straight line. Your role racing doesn't impress me. You know you're, you're influencing a bunch of people who don't have the the knowledge or the the skill set to be able to make good decisions and they're following those people. And it it doesn't end well, you know. I, I live in a city of like 150,000, I think. And the number of deaths that we have in a year around here, just because people are stupid, you know, it, it's that.
2: Have you guys seen the new trend that's been going on with social media and motorcycle content? What There's a growing trend of people post content that I'm depressed and then they brag and talk about wrapping their motorcycle around the tree. I can't oh. begin to tell you how many times I've come across this on my feeds repeatedly. It seems that a lot of people are like embracing this. I want to die. Or I, my girlfriend banged some other guy, so I'm going to do a buck 80 on the freeway at night with a tinted visor like it's there's a lot of that and some guys are like i'll just wrap my bike around a tree you see that in the comment section too and it's like great i got a little 17 year old joey who's already going through or a veteran who's going through some shit, right either a 17 year old kid is going through his teenage years or a veteran who's struggling and and you're seeing this content and maybe that veterans in a really bad spot and starts thinking getting ideas a bit drastic to spend eight grand on a motorcycle there's to do that but yeah i don't know it it's one of the things that i've been seeing a lot on social media so i try my best to not take that in you know what i mean because subliminal messaging as taught by me about by my drill sergeant who was in psyops subliminal messaging um has a very profound effect on one's psychological readiness facts whether they realize yep. it or not yep
0: absolutely true that is an absolute true statement it really is it's uh man dude that's why i'm like jim like i dude uh, of course i podcast so I, ha- I i i admit it i'm a slave to social media right i mean you just you just gotta be uh yep. but i'm only i only I only do certain pages, like I'm on obviously my pen to gas. I do uh like Bennett's British super bikes, world super bike, like all, all the, the racing. I don't really get into the into all that other bullshit, is what I call it, right? That don't really mean nothing. It's it's just what people it, it's clickbait. It's clickbait, it's it's they want to get famous, they want to make money, they want to do this, they want to do that. How many you know it now it's day, it's sad to say is I put out a post is people are like, How many likes did I get? How many views did I get? How many comments did I get? To me, none of that matters. Absolute none of it matters. Right. Um, what matters to me is is doing what I do, helping people out, and, and, and seeing the, the smiles. I don't care if I get 100,000 views. Like, Listen, people ask me all the time, do you, I get paid podcasts? And I'm like, no, I'm like a road racer. I paid a podcast, right? Well, you should think about sponsorship. You should think about this. And I'm like, absolutely not. Because if I think about that, and that's my end goal, then what I'm truly doing don't mean anything, if that makes sense, right? Um, if it comes along, it's just a bonus, but it's not something I seek, right? Like, I don't put out a post. I do it every day. You guys see it. Good morning, my mega friends. How you guys doing? You know, with a picture of somebody riding a wheelie or, or whatever it is, right? I don't constantly go back and see, oh, how many people... Uh, Liked my photo or how many comments Did I get it it don't. I'm just trying to spread the love that, that, That's all I'm trying to do right and Make somebody smile or Help them out in Whatever uh situation Greg says we should all Just love seeing the people around us succeed Absolutely that's absolutely That's you know and 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 the reason Why uh I do have I do get big names on the podcast too as well, right? But that's why I go after the Junior Cup and, and the people and the backmarkers of the field because I want to see them succeed. They deserve the success just as Jake Gagne, just as anybody else does, right? Everybody has a story to tell. And within our paddock, without that one person, then we're not a complete circus because that's what it is. We're just a bunch of circus, right? It's a, it's a great circus show going around on two wheels, right? But everybody's got a major role to play in that circus. But Most people just go after certain uh, characters within that circus, right? Um, But what's more important is the whole circus as a whole. Um, Because without our corner marshal workers, guess what? You're not doing a track day. And if you do, the track day is going to cost way more expensive because now they got to hire people to do that, right? Um, it's, It's... I want to see everybody succeed. It's it's very important um, to me to uh, if I could just help one person out, right? Smile, laugh, and 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 turn their day around. It's it, it's a win win for me. Um, But again, I don't. My whole motivation and thriving doing all this is not clickbait. How many clicks? How many likes? How how many followers I get? You know, at at the end of the day, that it, it really don't matter. Um, what what matters is is the people uh that I help along the way and spread all the all, all the love and the joy and if you know shit that comes along with it, it's just a bonus. Um, and I feel like if if I was to go after something else, right? like oh, I need sponsorship, I need this, I need that, then it just takes away from my mental focus. Um, of what I'm trying to achieve. Right. And, and, and I've said this, the main reason why I do this, it's of course, it's my love of motorcycles. It's it's that willingness to help, you know, the, the, the young generation coming up, have a voice and a platform. And I want to be that bridge. But at the end of the day, I do it for my son. That way, when I'm dead and I'm gone. He can always go back to Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, and watch his daddy and listen to my voice, and 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 having these great interviews with and friends like with you two and everybody else, right? Um, and to me, that's the most important thing is is leaving it for him. Absolutely, it is. Because um, okay.
1: there, there there is something to be said about out of being authentic. Yeah, you know, there there's so many things out there that are literally just flash in the pan stuff. You know, you look at influencers. How long are they going to be in that position? You know, yeah. Five years max is different than that are out there, right? Because it's authentic. You know, there's, you're not doing it just to get likes. You know, you're not following the trend to do something so that Everybody will follow you. You're game followers because what you do relates to them. You know, and that's what I've tried to do with Vet to Track is to make it authentic. So that the experience is real. It's not this fabricated, you know, fluffy thing that looks good on film. It's something that actually touches the veteran that's there because that's what that's what matters. You know, if if I don't get a million followers you know what, I really don't care because that doesn't affect me, you know, seeing that it changed Patrick's life, you know, or any of the vets, that's what matters. It's authentic, you know, it's an organic experience that comes from participation, not because we set up this cool, wonderful thing for you to do. We just made you want to, or made you made an experience available to you that you had some drive in. So to not, me, that's important.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. It is. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, like I said, it's, it's all clickbait, man. It's, it's, I, I love genuine people. I love, I put, I put people before me, right. I, I, I do it all the time. Like I, I, if I never even met Patrick and I just come across him on the street and he's freezing cold and I got fucking layers of clothes on, I'm gonna be like, here, here's my jacket, here's my shirt, here's this. You need it more than me, right? Um, it, it it's, I love genuine people. And you know about um, that,
1: you're not gonna record it to show how awesome you were for giving him that jacket. You're just gonna give him that jacket because it was the right thing to do. That's and right. I think that's one of the big differences between you know, those authentic experiences, those authentic, you know, things versus the rest of social media. You know, I, I said this on the last podcast. I don't, I don't give a shit if anybody ever knows who I am. I want them to experience what the charity has done. You know, for me, I, I know who I am. I, I don't have to have that ego boost. I I don't, care about that. You know, I care about creating an experience that a veteran can take for the rest of his life. And that's what's important. You know, I Absolutely. I don't care if anybody goes, man, that was awesome that you did that. Okay. But that's not why I did it. I, I don't care about recognition for it, anything else. I do it for the sole reason that there's veterans out there that need it. And that's what's important to me.
0: Absolutely. Well said, man. Absolutely well said. And yeah, I I hope, man, listen, I hope people got a lot out of this conversation because it's been an, listen, I had, dude, this is the thing that I love about talking with in in podcasts. It's like you have kind of like a vision of what what you want to do, but it's just, it's when you get in a real genuine conversation, man, I love those
1: conversations. It's, uh,
0: it's absolutely amazing.
1: Give me a little bit. Uh, one of the, one of the things with you know military operations, you have you have your plan A. Plan A never happens. Never, <laughs> you know that's what you go. On. This is the ultimate perfect scenario. We're going to do this. It's B and C that you actually end up using. You know. Yeah.
0: yeah no, you're so, right. It it is. It is. It's, so into it's the podcast,
1: absolutely- I'm going to talk about all these things, and then you end up with everything else
0: robert lackey what is up man he says good dudes love listening to people with this mindset and listen absolutely same same thing i I know you guys met robert and tasha lackey bison leathers absolutely two of the most amazing people i've i've met in my lifetime obviously jim and, and patrick you two as well um, if anybody gets a chance when you got to Moto America, stop by, go see Bison, go see Robert, go give Taj, go give him a hug, high fives, tell him Simcoe said hi, all that good stuff. It's listen, my boy, listen, my boy's home from Richmond. What is up, baby? Oh, the door's like, hey, y'all, give me one second. I can go and lock the door for <laughs> for them. Just just one second.
1: the silence. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's been a, a labor of love for the last several years. You know, this is just something that to me is important. So I keep, keep doing it. Have I thought every single year, you know what, this isn't worth it anymore. Why am I doing this? It takes away from this and that. Yeah. I think about that. And then, I go do an event and something, you know, really positive happens. Like, okay, that's why I do this. And I keep doing it, you know, and, um, always looking to, to make the experience better. And this year, um, um, I reached out to Rob, Rob and i talked and, uh, we're actually going into a partnership with Bison, so there's more to come on that. We haven't worked out all the details yet, and Chris missed out on all of that.
0: <laughs> all right, I apologize about that.
1: Oh, that's all good. We are just talking shit about you while you're gone.
0: That, that no the worries, time. man. Yeah, right. The entire time he's like, "This fucking guy right here, man." Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I was just saying that. Um, you know, Rob popped on um we're actually entering into a a partnership with bison um going into this year we don't have it all worked out yet um we're still working out the details but but yeah it's a good thing i'm really excited about it
0: yeah dude it's it's uh so me and robert's been friends for a while i had him on the podcast it was at the very beginning stages of it and uh um, I finally got to meet him in, in Jersey and uh, yeah, dude, he cooked me dinner. Him and Tosh, dude, big shout out. Thank you guys so much. It was, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's like, I was like, man, I'm starving. Good. Let's, let's, I got food. Let's cook out. I'm like, let's do it. Right. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot to be said with with people in in our community. It really is. Uh, all the love and support everybody shows and, and, and gives. It's, it's, it's awesome.
1: There, there are people who have the same mindset that we do. You know, they, they aren't just out there just to make a ton of money. They're out there to, do, to deliver an authentic piece of gear that works to, you know, to our community, you know. And I had talked to them about that, you know, a couple of years ago. That's the one thing that I've always found different about, you know, them and some other vendors that do come to the track. You know, they, they look at things differently, like we do. You yeah. know, it, it's not about, you know, hey, look at me. It, it's about actually supporting something that you believe in. And through that, you know, you create something that's much bigger.
0: Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Dude, It nailed it right on the head. Robert says... Pretty much worked out, really. I couldn't be more excited about it. Bison and V2T has been on the radar for a long time. So stoked. Absolutely. And then, Greg, Greg Champion, he says, Rob is a celebrity now. <laughs> uh, dude, listen, I, I say this to everybody, man. All you guys are legends. Jim's a legend. Patrick's a legend. Dude, Robert's a legend. Dude, his wife's a legend, Tasha. Nolan Lampkin, everybody, all you guys are absolute legends. It's uh yeah, it's it's good stuff, man. Absolute, dude. I've had a lot of fun on this, man. We're two hours and twelve minutes into this podcast, yeah. dude. It goes by so quick. That's what I love about it. Um, yeah. but yeah, listen. Um, my my family just got home and they've been gone for, for the okay. weekend. So, uh, yeah, I'm 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 gonna cut this here in a minute. But, but before we get off here, I just want to say. An absolute honor, Jim. It's an honor to be your friend, Patrick, you too. Absolute honor. Call me later when you get back from Ryan, Jim, I need you to give the shout out. Tell everybody how how they can find you on social media, where they can sign up at, buy your gear, T-shirts, hats to support you.
1: So, vet V-E-T, the number two, Track.org is our website. Um, We have some veteran testimonials out there we've got different opportunities if you're not a veteran and you want to volunteer to help out an event um, we have a sign up page for that Um, we have an online store that has a ton of different things all kinds of sizes and colors and um nice little coffee mugs Um, so just go out there every little bit helps um, and if you if you can donate by all means do that um, if you work for an employer that uses your cause um, we um, we are signed up through your cause um, the company i work for actually has it um, so we publish our events on there as well but you can do payroll deduct if you want to give us ten dollars a month you know or a thousand a month you know, what, whatever. Um, all of those little things help. And one thing that I say over and over that is different about vet track than most charities out there is we don't have one single paid member of our staff. Um, anybody who's seen me go- coming and going from the events, um, I have a dually pickup in this big ass trailer those belong to me personally i take those to the track to support the charity not the other way around so the only thing that gets paid for is the is the fuel to get to the track the all the rest of it that's mine that's my donation to the charity so if if you're concerned about donating to a charity where you don't know where your money is going to go to I can tell you exactly where your money is going to um it's veterans like patrick you know it's about creating those experiences for people it's not about getting me rich you know i I've, I've never taken a dime from the charity i've put in way more than i want to admit
0: it, it It's like that motorcycle racing in general, ain't right? it? I put it way more than I want to admit, right? Yeah, if I sit down and thought about it, I'd probably go crazy. I'm like, dude, I can't believe I spent that much money, right? But at the end of the day, you're right. It's absolutely reaching out and changing people's lives. That's absolutely yep. the most amazing yep. thing. And not and not asking for anything. I don't ask for anything, returned. I don't. I don't ask. Yeah, people are like, sometimes I'll be like, dude, I'd love to have a t-shirt so I can wear it on the podcast, but – I don't ask for anything free. I don't I don't go out and say, hey, since I had you on the podcast, let me do this or let me get that. None of that really it don't at the end of the day don't matter. Right. What matters is I got you on, I helped you out. I get your story out. And again, whatever comes along with it is just a bonus, is all it is.
1: And and we're on um social media as VetaTrack on all of them. Um so by all means follow us, share. Um If you're looking for something to do for a birthday fundraiser, by all means, use us. I'm completely okay with that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it, dude. And
1: and if you have ideas or questions, reach out to me. You know, either hit me up on social media, um, give me a phone call. Um, The phone number on the website goes directly to me. Um, Shoot me an email, any of the above. Um, I'm always willing to talk to anybody, whether you're a veteran or not, you know, and, and if you've got ideas that you think might work, give me a call and maybe we can figure them out.
0: Well said. Absolutely. Well said. My man. Absolutely. So, yeah. And with that, again, an honor, Jim. Thank you so much. Vet to track Patrick, my man. Thank you so much. And before I get off here, I got to give out. My little shout outs too, right? So my man Jake Marsh, uh Club 45 out there in BSB, races in the GP2 class. Go sign up for his club, help him out. They are proper mega people. Thank you guys so much for supporting me out there. Uh the clothing kings. Uh, You go to theclothingking.co.uk and get all the Pendergast merch. We got hats. We got sweatshirts. Just like what Jim said, you can get colors, sizes, all that cool stuff. So big shout out to them, and thank you so much. Another shout out I want to give, to is obviously Robert and Tasha Lackey at Bison. If anybody's in the market for uh, real people and getting real service from genuine people, Please seek no further than Bison. If you can't get in touch with them, get in touch with me. Same thing with Vet2Track, get in touch with me. I'll put you in direct contact. Um, Dude, uh, SFL Mini GP, uh, big shout out to Michael Carrera and Juju Carrera. If anybody's in the Florida area or or even around there that wants to learn how to ride and race, seek no further than them because they have absolutely one of the best organizations here in America for that. Uh Ask Avery the lap slayer Dreyer, the 2023 Junior Cup champ, where do you think he come from? SFL mini GP, right? And there's many more uh, in in that lineup that's actually to be coming to a track near you, so stay tuned for that, right? So, yes, again thank you guys so much for all your love and support. Uh, This episode again will be on Spotify, iHeart, and all that stuff tomorrow. Please go and like and subscribe to my channel too because it all helps me out. I do not get paid at all doing this don't even care to, I do it for the love and, and spreading it out, but it does help me if you do like, and subscribe. Right. Um, and I very much appreciate it. And yeah, thank you guys so much. Is there anything you guys want to say before we get off here?
2: Um, I was going to say that the vet, the track organization did in fact make a huge difference in my life. And it was, I got on with Jim's organization, um, when I really needed help and it, truly delivered so any of my fellow g veterans who are in iraq or afghanistan or syria um please feel free to reach out into an organization all right if you want if you need help you're struggling or you just want to ride motorcycles and hang around motorcycles all day you <laughs> know weekend um reach out to vet to track because it i believe it can truly help you
0: well said. Absolutely. Dude, I'm a firm believer in vet to track. When I first met Jim, I was like, "This absolute awesome what he does. It's, yeah, can't say it enough. Absolute amazing. But anyway, you two stay on with me for one second. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. If you happen to miss it, you can go right back on Facebook and watch it all over again. Uh, and same thing with YouTube. But listen, I appreciate you guys. Again. Nothing but love for everybody. Check that out. Boom. There it is. Yes, let's go. Did y'all see the hearts? Yes, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
1: Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. Um, And like I said, if you got any questions, you know where to find me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And stay tuned because uh, me and Jim are going to be doing a lot more of these. We're going to do some live in Atlanta and all that good stuff. So, yeah, y'all stay tuned because we will be back at it. I appreciate you guys. All right, dude, so.